Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. All right, stop stirring. That's enough. Well, well, how do you know? You just know. Stop stirring or it's going to get tough. Okay. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as I channel my grandmother, y'all. And we get to talking about know when you're done. I'll see you on the flip. All right, you guys, now I'm going to go on and tell y'all, I just recorded this show and I did it on mute and yeah, that was not wise, but that will, that will get me to make sure that I check all my controls before I start talking. So hopefully this time around, it'll be a little bit better, but I do want to say that today I'm going to channel a little bit of my grandmother's essence and her extreme wisdom. God bless her. I miss her. Uh, to Hopefully just have kind of like that mother wit conversation. You see, in my culture, being um, a American descendant of, of slaves, ADOS, if you want to call us that, Black, whatever you want to call us, whatever, um, there has been history passed down to the cellular level uh, that has helped us to be able to do what we do. And I love and honor that. And I honor it because I see it evident in many different ways. And so I feel my grandmother smiling um, on me. And I just want to give homage to that because she was so good at sharing her wisdom with people. And I hope that I'm doing her well, uh, doing her memory well and her legacy well by sharing today with you. And so today's little tone is going to be more, you know, a little more like the big mamas of uh, my my culture that I grew up with. And see, a big mama is a... Uh, a grandmother. Uh, some people call them Nana. Some people call them Abuela, depending on what culture you're in. But for a lot of us, if you weren't necessarily of her loins, meaning that you, she was the community grandmother, she was a big mama. And so my grandmother was a big mama in our community. And so I'm not trying to say I'm your big mama. I am saying I am your uh, practical priestess, humbly submitting to you today this bit of wisdom, and I hope it will help you. And so we're going to be talking about know when you're done. And so one of the main ingredients about knowing when you're done is something that to me used to be a paradox and used to have me uh, turned around until I grappled with it. And I had to just uh, get to the point where I realized that it wasn't a process. It was just a belief, an update. And that main ingredient is to understand that you need to know yourself. Mm -hmm. 
You need to know yourself. And I was like, well, aren't we here? You know, my existential crisis rises up. Aren't we here to discover who we are? We can't necessarily say who we are definitively at any point in our lives because we're always growing. And yeah, see, that's what a a whole bunch of Immanuel Kant and a lot of philosophers will do to you. But I had to rely on what my grandmother used to say. And she was like, can nobody be better than at you than you? You know, of course, many different people have different ways of saying it. But she was like, you're the expert of being you. And when I finally got it through my thick head that that's not something that you walk up to that work up to. That's not like, you know, I got to rev up to be the expert of being me. No, you are the sovereignty. You are where the buck stops when it comes to be all things you. Even when you mess up, when you get confused, when you don't know which way is right, when you need help and to be rescued, when you're wrong, when you're right, all of those instances of when you're being you, you're still being the expert of you. You see, I know this because no matter how much science tries to to do or even biology, no one can be exactly you but you. Even your twin can't be you. Even when they try to clone you, they won't be you. At best, they will be a copy, a clone, an imitator, an impersonator. And so that's how I'm able to be like, okay, I got this. And I want you to know that, that you've got this. Because the main ingredient of knowing yourself is to be Okay, with the fact that nobody can be me better than I can. Nobody, that is the one job I'll never get fired from. That is the one purpose I will never be usurped or or will never get stolen from me. And that is being me. Because even when I leave this mortal plane, nobody can come by and say, oh, I'm her. Nope, sure can't. You know? And I want to say this. That when you understand this, that you're the ultimate authority of being you, I want you to grab onto the fact that you are an expert. You are an expert. And when you grab onto that fact that you are an expert, you'll understand some things about yourself. That no matter how turned around, twisted, upside down, topsy-turvy, confused, downtrodden, beaten, you may get when you just remember that you are the expert of being you. That means that things will work out for your favor. They'll work out for your good. That was another thing my grandmother used to tell me. You know, the Bible, they used to call it the 10 finger prayer. And it was, uh, and I'm going to, you know, muddy it a little bit, but it, that 10 finger prayer they talked about was, and we know in all things, God works for, the, you know, our good and that kind of thing. And, and it was, it, it spoke to me in that because of, us trying to do the best we can with what we have. And when we realize that we are authentically us and not trying to steal anybody else's identity, not trying to be anybody else but who we are, that's when the universe tends to click in place and fight ferociously on our behalves. That's why so many people talk to us about uh, loving ourselves and so many people talk about getting a sense of who we are in our identities and understanding that even if it's fluid, is who we are at the time we are. And I totally agree with that. You know, 
at this particular time with the information that I have. I totally agree with that. And so I just want you to understand that when you want to know when you're done, you need to first understand that you need to embrace that you know yourself. Yeah, you know yourself. And what you're doing here is simply adding on more of the facets of who you are. But you inherently know who you are. If you didn't, you wouldn't have any kind of way to act. You wouldn't be able to get up in the mornings and take a breath and be in your in your clo- clothing, your right mind. <laughs> uh, shout out to the old Baptist deacons there. So I wanted to just start with that. And thank you for letting me just talk to you about that. It might seem like I'm rambling, but I'm not. I got somewhere to go with this. Promise you I do because I'm setting it up. So let's get into it. So now that we have accepted that we know ourselves, we are the experts at being us. No matter what we think, if we just embrace the point that I am an expert when it comes to being me, I am sovereign. The buck stops here. You are uh, primed and in the best position to start getting these inherent beauties and gems of wisdom and and uh, esoteric knowledge about the universe. And it comes in the form of, of one of these things. And the first thing I want to say when you are able to know when you're done is by knowing yourself, you start to get a sense of awareness, self-awareness, awareness of who you are, what you want, and what you don't want. You see, there have been times in uh, my career when I've had to work with people to just even connect them back to their sense of awareness. People were so beat down, distraught, confused, gaslighted, if you will. And they didn't know what they wanted and what they didn't want. And it simply came back to, you guessed it, getting them to understand that you really do know yourself, even when you don't feel like you know which way is up. You're the expert at being you. Nobody is coming to steal that. Nobody's coming to fire you from that. You were still you. Okay. And so with that, the awareness starts to come. And you need this awareness because it helps you to understand that there are certain things about you that only you will be able to know. Nobody else can divine it from you. Yeah, nobody else can do that. And when you get to this point of awareness where it starts to bloom within you, there is this byproduct that my grandmother used to talk about. And she used to say you had to cultivate it, but it could only come from you first just making a, an agreement with yourself that you knew yourself and that you were the expert on being you. And when you start to become aware of who you are, she said that you got this byproduct that nobody could take away from you. And she said it was discernment. Now, I'm going to do a podcast about discernment. I've been waiting. I've been wanting to do it for a little while now, but it's not time yet. When it comes, when it gets to the right time, I'll, I'll do it. But this discernment, this being able to see and to know and, and to know with confidence, because discernment uh, is built on top of a lot of self-confidence that you know what you know, even when everything doesn't look as it should be. It is, uh, it, it can't happen until you get this sense of awareness. So if you're tracking with me, let me go back and sum, summarize what we just talked about. Knowing when you're done is based on you first getting to the point where you just accept that you know yourself because you're the expert on being you. Nobody else can be you. And so because nobody else can be you, you're you and that's it. And you know you no matter what. And when you know you, you start to accept that, then self-awareness starts to bloom. 
And when this self-awareness starts to bloom within you, you get to the point where you are able to start moving in discernment, meaning that because you know who you are, you know what you want, you know what you don't want, or at least you have an inkling of what you want and you don't want, you start getting to the point where you're able to discern uh, past what something looks like. You see, there are too many people looking at the outside and they cannot tell what is underneath the surface. When this life requires that we go deep so that we can uh, keep ourselves from danger, we can keep ourselves from messing up things, and we can keep ourselves in safety, harmony, and peace. So, once you get this awareness and this discernment about yourself and others, you're able to now be able to uh, understand how to figure out what is the main thing of something. And you understand whether or not this main thing has been established and represented completely. Now, let me say this again. Because when I was uh, making my notes about knowing when you're done and really going back through what I was taught, what I have grown into, this was something that I was like, how can I convey this? And so look at it like this. Once you get settled in your own skin and you decide I'm committed to this life, I'm here, I'm here to win it. And you become aware of yourself and then in turn, the surroundings around you, aka that discernment, you start to get to the point where you can see whether the main thing, the main goal, the main essence of whatever it is you're encountering, whether it has been established and represented completely. Because if it has, then you're done with it. So say, for instance, you are trying to um, interact with someone for the purpose of, of getting to know them. and the main thing about what you all were supposed to interact for was to rub, you know, iron sharpening iron, was to learn a specific part of your skill set and then move on. When you become self-aware because you know who you are and you have a sense of discernment, you'll be able to know when the main thing of what your interaction was for has been established and been represented completely. And then you're able to move along. You see, I believe, in my humble opinion, that a lot of people, because they don't have these basics, they don't know when they're done with um, things and especially relationships. And so they keep getting hurt because they don't know when to let go. They don't know when they've gotten the lesson. They don't know how to graduate. They don't understand how to be self-aware and discerning of what something was for. And part of knowing when you're done is to be able to know uh, relationships and interactions. Was it here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime? And just because you're like, oh, it's a lifetime, that does not mean that you won't have seasons within this lifetime. You see, this thing is simple. It's so simple. It's in the deep end. And it takes a little bit of meditating. Not a little bit. I ain't going to lie. It takes a lot of meditating. Because it's that thing that's like, it's always playing in the background and it's so important, but we take it for granted that when we need it, we're like, oh my gosh, I should have boned up on this. And it's, if we have it, it makes all the difference. Everything becomes clear. 
And that leads me to the next thing I want to say about this. And that is, if you get to the point where you get into a state of self-awareness and you start working on your discernment, there is another byproduct that comes up along with this discernment. And that is clarity of purpose and message. You know, now, am I saying that you're going to be the Buddha and you're going to uh, know exactly what your message is? Maybe, maybe not. But what I will say is that you will catch a glimpse of, of what you need to be doing in certain circumstances and you will not be moved and you will know what you're supposed to be doing. And you may not be able to articulate it, explain it or convey it. But deep inside, you know what you know. And you are going to do what you need to do because you have that. You are locked into the clarity of the message of what it is you're doing. And you'll know if you've done enough and you'll know when you're done. Have you ever had that person where uh, you interact with them and you automatically, because you've had experience, when they have reached their saturation point, their limit, they immediately stop and they're like, I'm done. Goodbye. And they go. And there no amount of coaxing or begging or pleading gets them to come back. That's what I'm talking about here. When you get to that point in who you are, what you know about yourself, your clarity, and even with certain situations. Now in the A part, like I said, I was channeling my grandmother and I remember her trying to teach me when I was a little kid, um, you know, stirring uh, cake batter. And she would talk about that's enough. And I was like, how do you know? And she's like, if you keep going, it's going to get stiff. And it was because she was so self-aware of her ability to bake with or without a mixer, y'all. I mean, I'm talking about hand whipping cake batter. (laughs) And she would just know. And it was because she was locked in to her self-awareness, to her uh, ability to discern the situation and to the clarity of what it was she was going to do. And that was make a fabulous cake, you know? And I would even be amazed where she could say, um, I can't tell you how long to, to beat it. I just know. And, and when I would like just continue to ask, she, she would say certain things. Like I remember one time she said, um, it's, it's too much, uh, hum- I mean, it's too, too much humidity in the air. And so, um, and not too much. It's enough humidity in the air so that we don't have to beat it as long. And she's like, this is a perfect day for baking. I mean, she would know these things. And it came back to all of this stuff that I'm telling you right now. If you can catch this, I'm telling you, baby, you are going to be so far ahead of a lot of people that's so busy trying to academic their way through this because this mother wit, you got to catch it. So I want you to catch it. And I hope, Lord, I hope I am doing my grandmother justice on this. Please help me, y'all, because this is some good stuff. All right. So let's keep going. All right. So we've talked about knowing yourself, being an expert of you. We've talked about awareness. We've talked about when you become aware of some of the benefits that you get, namely you get um, discernment and clarity of your purpose and your message. And then this is the thing about that clarity and discernment. You get to the point where you're able to understand the simplest objective when it has been met in the way that is clear and without blemish. Yeah, you get to the point where you're able to understand what the main thing is and you understand how to keep the main thing the main thing. Now, I'm going to tell you, that is one of the areas that I always have to work on because of my creative mind and wandering off and thinking, wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't this be great? To the point where I'm so far off of what the main thing was that it takes an ocean's ride to get me back there. 
But when I buckle down, settle down, and get back into this simplistic, but not necessarily easy, understanding of this wisdom, I roll myself right on back over to the main point and I get back on it and I'm able to do what I'm needing to do and I know when I'm done. You see, I write books for a living. I put together curriculums. I help people to get um, a clarity about what it is they want to do. And so I have to inherently know what is going to be the simplest objective that when it's met, there is a clarity without blemish that gets people to their point. Some people call it the big domino, that if you knock that domino down, everything else falls into place. Some people call it the linchpin. Some people call it the uh, the one thing. And this, this little simple understanding is one of the fastest ways that you can get to discerning what is the simplest, that one thing, that big domino that you need to do to knock all the others down. So trust me when I say this is real powerful. And I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can <laughs> by my grandmother and by you because I really want to serve you with this mother wit wisdom today. And so this is the thing that comes in to spoil things. And that is the fear of messing up or the fear of pain. And I was, cause I was like, how is it that we don't necessarily know when we're done? Because we have this fear that like I, um, well, I hope I said it on this time. Cause y'all know I did this podcast already, but if I didn't say it, I'll say it again. We have this We have to find this Goldilocks, um, just right, bell curve situation, where it's not too little, not too much. And so if we fall short of the mark, that's disappointment for missed opportunity. But if we overshoot the mark, then that's pain of messing up a good thing. And so whenever we are trying to work on finding the right spot, uh, we have this fear and we have this this threat of pain that causes us to sometimes act a little out of sorts. Because if you step over the perfect point into the point of, de- of descent, you know, it's a hard thing. You know, what happens when you can see that if I hadn't have taken that last step, if I hadn't have made that last stroke, if I hadn't stirred it one more time, everything would be okay. I, I know I can definitely look back and say, I added too much salt here. I, if I would have just left well enough alone, you know, those are the kind of things I'm talking about. And you have to be careful because Not only do we have those fears of approaching that, we also have the regrets of the ghost of regret when we've done it in the past, weighing down on us. And so I'm going to wave my hand over it and absolve you of that and say, be gone, regret, and be gone, uh, false fears of missing it. Because like I said at the beginning, when you know yourself, when you become aware you get this kind of like insurance that says that it'll all work out. Even if you've missed the mark, it'll come back around. That 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 prayer, all things work out for the good. It'll come back around and it'll work itself out for you. So let's talk about this Goldilocks superpower of finding you're just right of when you're talking about knowing when you're done. Okay. So I'm going to say this, that knowing the right mix is going to be personal. It's going to be specific for you. 
And it's something that you should inherently know and defend at all costs. And the reason why you should know and defend it at all costs is because it is based and predicated on who you are. Even with the way we take in nourishment into our bodies, the way we're made up and biology of our taste buds even makes it subjective to who we are. One person can taste the same pot of soup and find it too salty. Someone will find it not salt, uh, not seasoned enough. Someone will find it just right and delicious and somebody will hate it. And you will have gradients all in between because it's all subjective. And I love the beauty of that because it means that we are all inherently the experts of ourselves and we individually have our own set points of when we've done enough. And you can even look at the artist and there are certain works that artists produce and At that particular time, when they put the brush down, they stop typing, they stop combing through the hair to to style it, they stop painting uh, or polishing the shoe. It's at that moment, at that time, that they have locked into being the expert of who they are, having a self-awareness to discern that I've hit my sweet spot. And yes, it's highly subjective to their taste and their their eyes and, and what it is that they like. But you know that something powerful has happened, that the Goldilocks moment has happened. Um, I, I like to watch uh, creative uh, shows and, you know, the competition. I don't necessarily like the competition because it puts artificial pressure on a creative process, but... I do like how well some people perform under this pressure. And so there are shows where they're dealing with makeup or hair or they have to create glass and all of this other stuff. And they have time constraints and themes. And some of the stuff that comes out of it is beautiful. And what I particularly like about this is that when that person locks in to all of this stuff we talked about, knowing yourself, being self-aware, discerning, um, having that clarity of message um, because they they have locked into who it is and they are in their Goldilocks moment and they produce, no matter what the judges say, whether they love it or hate it, that person says, I did my best. I'm in love with it. And that's all that matters. And I think that is the beauty of uh, watching these people and knowing when you're done. Now, in our last few minutes, let me just talk really quickly about when you don't know when you're done, because that is something that is a plague. Too many people keep patting and touching and combing and fixing and to the point where you muddy up something and you mess it up. And it comes down to this, that you need to fight for yourself, the war within, not what other people say, not what other people's opinions are. Fight for that clarity. Fight for that self-awareness. Fight for that blissful part of just right, not too much and not too little, where your soul is satisfied with what you produce or, or where you are in a situation and be willing to defend it. You know, you have to know what you stand for and what you're willing to fight for because you can't let others talk you out of it or tell you what's complete or incomplete because when you do, you cause yourself to self-doubt down to who you are. 
it goes all the way back to that tether that we have to our identity of who we are. And the more you get firm in at this particular time, my stars aligned and I did what I did, you know, and 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 you know that you've done enough and you are not talked out of it because you know your truth, that will help you to stop being wishy-washy and having external, uh, needing external help. Now, yes, yes, don't be that person that nobody can talk to, nobody can share insight with. Don't be that person. But it, there is a time and a place for that. And 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 those are little tweaks. Those are... Um, little adjustments, feedback on your process and and the efficiency and effectiveness of getting the best of your work out. But like I said before, if you're doing it right, you will get to understanding the simplest objective that has to be met with clarity and without blemish. And anything that goes against that is not for you. Everything that goes to help that shine forward is for you. So do not let other people's uh, expectations or, or whatever it is, make it where you're confused and you don't know how to produce anything. You don't know when you're done. And for my people out there who are who who produce, who have to create something, whether it be in the arts or whether it be in the uh, logic fields, the applied sciences, the sciences, um, excuse me, hard sciences and the soft sciences, to know when you're done. These are some of the things that my grandmother said as we're closing down. She taught me how to watch the simmer because the simmer is that peak point when the water is, uh, or the, the, the fluid is at the best opportunity to, to work itself through the meal that you're preparing. You see, by watching the simmer, you start to learn your pacing, your timing, and even when something is going to peak, you learn <laughs> when to add your ingredients, when to back off the heat, and you learn the patience that it takes to, to get into your perfect time. And you learn what is enough and what is too much and what is not enough. And so, it's not simple. I mean, it's not easy, but it is simple. And so I want you to trust yourself to know when you're done. And so it all comes down to, let me go back over them, accepting that you do you know yourself, that you're the best person to be you. Accepting that once you know yourself, you get into this awareness that unlocks the ability to be discerning and to have clarity. And then you're able to boil things down to the simplest objective to get stuff done. And once you do that, you have that objective that helps you to move into your Goldilocks superpower of finding your just right. And because you find your just right, you start to begin to understand and know the right mix for you. Whether it be subjective, you're able to stand 10 toes on it and say, this is for me, this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. And whenever you're in doubt, watch the simmer. Watch that point right before something boils. And that's the point you want to stay in so that you learn your pacing, your timing, and you learn when something is going to peak. And so guess what, y'all? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and support the show, and I'll see you tomorrow. (music) 
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.